TTB Music Podcast. summer hiatus do you remember when we used to sort of do like 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 we'd go like have a summer drinks and stuff yeah yeah i've not seen you for like eight weeks yeah yes music, like musical differences yeah <laughs> that's what happens this is podcast on, seven on, on the, the road too long podcast eight really by now <laughs> anyway anyway exciting things ahead uh, including arcade fire everything now yep uh time <laughs> something to tell you Justin Curry, this is my kingdom now. Waxahachie out of the storm, out in the storm, sorry. Tyler the Creator, Flower Boy, and Lana Del Rey, Lust for Life. Mm. So we start with the fifth studio album from Arcade Fire, Everything Now, and a slight change in direction from the arcades. Yes, um, this was Arcade Fire, um, this was the Abra album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, I was definitely getting an Abra-esque vibe throughout this record. Um, it's a interesting one. This one, I think, I didn't respond that well to the last record. Uh, the reflector, reflector. Yeah, just a reflector. Just see, that's the only song yeah. I can remember off it. Um, I sorry, I can't tell you anything else about that album. I, I didn't have much of an impact on me. I have to say though, um, after some initial concerns about this change of direction um uh, this was okay this 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 grew on me yeah. and 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 i think maybe again because i felt there was like a pop album trying to get out of an arcade fire album at times um, I, I, yes i i know and you probably have a different view i don't know but but i actually quite quite liked some of that and um whilst it has the irritating intellectual uh, aren't we so clever um angle to their work which sometimes comes through yeah. Um, and you have the continuous loop of everything now uh, bookending either of the the album in yes. an in ever so continued way. Um, but everything they continued, I like, like the fact that the opening track is it's called, called, it's called, it's called then it goes into everything everything now. Um, I, I, and, and somewhere in the middle of the album, my attention did, did wander even on repeated listings. But actually, I, I found the final sort of third or so um, certainly side two, more enjoyable than side one. Um, and actually, a testament perhaps to the pop sensibility of it, I've been singing the backing track to Put Your Money On Me. Put your money on, on your money... I can't stop singing that. Yeah, it's become I'll, a real earworm for me. Arguably the best track on the album. Yeah, all weekend I've just been humming away. You know, put your money on... So, so um, 
Uh, of course, it reminds me of Abba's Lay All Your Love On Me. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. Um, so, I, I, all in all, if you liked their earlier work and you don't mind <laughs> a more a pop sensibility, then you'd probably you'd be all right with this album. Yeah, it's a <clears throat> it is an, certainly an interesting record. I mean, we, we've quite often made a point on the podcast of talking about how we'd like to see people kind of change, stretch mm. themselves. Yeah. You know, and not just churn out the same thing mm. time and time again. Um, so, in that sense, it'd be quite churlish of me just just to criticise the album for on that level. Um, I agree with you in this definitely that I think the second half of the album is part of the album that interests me more from um, the two versions of Infinite Content, the po the punky version and then the yeah. acoustic yeah. version uh, on onwards. I think the album definitely has more to offer for me as, as, as a listener. First half of the album was very poppy. Everything now has been played to death on Radio 2, so I'm, I'm right. can hum bits of that quite, ha quite happily. Although it's still fairly take it or leave it as musically as far as I'm concerned and most of the first half of the album has that kind of just leaves me quite cold it's all fine but everything there reminded me a lot of um, Simple Minds actually oh yes Alive and Kicking yeah that period Simple yeah. Minds <laughs> um, it's not really a bad thing I think you know, some, of, some of the Alive Kicking stuff was good mm. but that's the kind of sound that yes. it, it evoked for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just kind of thought it just over overall wasn't enough on this album to make me kind of go, yes, I'm definitely going to be playing this for the rest of the year. Yeah. Because I'm not. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. That's fair. I think. Um, and I think you, you touched you touched on it there. I feel that maybe with. Um, was it the the suburbs, the burbs, yeah, whatever, yeah, that one? Um, I thought that, which I thought was all right, and then then the last album, Reflector. I think maybe they have got themselves into a bit of an arcade fire by numbers rut. Possibly, um, yeah. Because their first couple of albums are, are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You know. Yeah. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to Heim that rhymes with time. Heim rhymes with time. With something to tell you, uh, mm -hmm. second album from. Uh, the trio, mm -hmm. uh, the debut album we both liked a lot. Yes, it's, uh, one of our surprises of a, a few years ago. Yes. Uh, so second second time around, again trying to change the sound slightly, but not hugely. It's still very much based around that kind of uh, Fleetwood Mackey type bass mm. note, if you like. Um, this is this is this album has grown on me. Although, like unlike the first uh, first um, record, I mean by Arcade Fire, here, I, the, I prefer the first half of this album to the second second half of the album very much. I think I think it starts really strongly with "Want You Back" mm. and "Nothing's Wrong" and "Little Live Your Love," which have that immediacy and the kind of vibrancy that the songs on the debut album definitely had. Um, I think as the album goes on, it's Less song, less strong, less killer, and more not quite filler, but just <laughs> lacking something. I mean, I, 
whilst I'm saying saying that on some levels, I think this is a more adventurous record. I think certainly uh, the arrangements, uh, the production, and some of the other things going on, and the playing facts, I think are far more adventurous than on the, the, the first album. And I think a lot of that does come through on repeated listenings. Mm. And of course, you've got those crisp harmonies. Um, particularly, I think a real great example of that is on. Um, Kept me crying when there's a kind of nice isolated vocal harmony bit. You know, the, the yes, style, which is yes, really, really good. Yes. Um, also, one of the best tracks on the album as well. Yeah. Um, towards the end of the album, the only real standout track is "Right Now," which was a single as well. Um, and it's 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 a it's a solid second album. You know, cl- classic solid second album. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I I wonder what Michael Jackson was up to these days, and uh, <laughs> I now have my answer. Um, it, it, yeah, it, it for me, this this hit um, very much solid territory. Uh, it, I agree with everything you say around the first, the opening of the album, the first few tracks. I found that after a while, um, again, with the exception of that track at the end, where towards the end, where you do have the isolated harmonies, I found it, I found it quite repetitive, to be honest. Did um, yeah, I didn't feel com- it. Comment broke. I'm going to make like, later on. on the yeah, podcast I think well. I'm, I think I'm going to be saying this a lot, but um, no, no. Compared to to other albums of the podcast, this this yeah, this was a good album. Um, but but I found that that yeah, that sort of major step forward. Obviously, the debut was fantastic. This one felt a bit more settled, but not necessarily in a great way. Yeah, I think high hopes for the third album. Oh yeah. Classic third album, yep. major musical style change. My prediction. You heard it here first. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, move on to album three. Uh, Justin Curry, this is My Kingdom Now. This is actually a request, a listener request, this one. So, Spence, we are doing it. You may regret that very shortly, or you may not, which we'll find out in a moment. <laughs> um, for those who don't know who Justin Curry is, or don't remember who Justin Curry is, he was a uh, lead singer with Delamitri, who obviously had lots of hits back in the early 80s. Um, this is however it's only only surprisingly only his fourth solo album. So, is Pete gonna uh, Pete is Spence gonna regret us reviewing this or not? No, it's all right. Um, I temper my comments now. <laughs> I want to know who Spencer is. No, I know who Spencer is. Um, I, I it's it's all right, it's, all right, it's a grower. I tell you what, it's a grower. Yes. Um, a third third or fourth listen. Um, I've I found that I was perhaps enjoying it uh, more than initially. Um, again, perhaps feel it goes on a little too long. If I have a criticism, yes. um, uh, you know, I sort of have sameness thing again. Yeah, it does. It does. To, particularly towards the end, all the tracks seem to merge into one. But but actually, the opening of the album crosses across crosses across. Geez, um, yeah, cuts across a number of um, different <laughs> variants on his style. <laughs> put it that way. That's a, that is quite a fair <laughs> summation of actually what it is. Yeah, I think it opens well with "My Name Is God" and and uh, the first three tracks in particular are good. I found Sydney Harbour Bridge a bit of a dirge, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, but but weirdly that grew on me eventually because I oh, it's, it's not it's not it's harmless really, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, and then round the middle of the al- album, I, I, yeah, attention starts to wander. It's a solid album. I'm quite surprised it's only his fourth. Yeah, I'm quite surprised. You know, because Delamitri, they packed up a while ago, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all right. What did you think? Uh, a bit the same, really. I mean, I, I, again, I think definitely the first half of the album is definitely the stronger yeah. the stronger half. I think, for I say, My Name is God, um, title track, This Is My Kingdom Now, and mm. Cry Babies yes. as well. I think yes. pretty good. Um, 
There's a lot of sea mm. going on. There's a lot sea. of sea and water. Lots of seeing and sea and bridges crossing sea and. Yeah, and Hey yeah. Polly, which is kind of towards middle-ish, towards the end of the whole, oh, yeah. that's quite short, it's quite nice, that's right. nice yeah. song as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I agree, I think the album's, the songs are pretty good, but it does have that problem that when listened to as a whole, you get towards the latter part of the album and you are just thinking, yeah, th- it could be this, yeah. A change of pace or something. You just, just rock, put, throw, just, throw a rocker in there or yeah, something. Just would, would speed really out. kind of just yeah. brighten things up a bit. Yeah. It does start to kind bit of. A bit more spit and sawdust. That. Required. Yes. Yes. So, moving on to our fourth album from uh, Waxahachie. Um, and I can't remember if we've reviewed one of her albums before or not. Yeah. I know we've certainly, yeah. certainly considered reviewing one of her albums before, whether we actually. Get around to it. Was it that podcast that we that we didn't talk about? <laughs> the, the, many, lost, the lost one. One of the many one of the many <laughs> lost podcasts. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember if, if actually we uh, did or not. Um, anywho, um, this is her fourth album. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember what her name is. Suddenly, it's um, I think Kate. I think it's Katie Crutchfield. Because we reviewed her sister's mm, album, yeah. Alison. Crutchfield, Crutchfield yes. earlier on in the year we did um, and she also appears on this album as well um, if, we, if we haven't review, reviewed one of her al- albums b- before I think the, the easiest way to describe the sound is to say think back to kind of belly um, breeders type sound of indie pop mm, mm. and you've pretty much got the kind of musical area that she operates in it's a lovely short album, just 32, short. 30, 32 minutes long, 10 tracks, 32 minutes long. Uh, it has a theme of sorts about a uh, breakup. We do like a breakup record on this podcast. Um, at times, it's uh, I say it's quite uh, punchy at times as well. I mean, there's a, a track on it called uh, Brass Beam in the middle of it, which I think is really kind of you know it's like uh, I enjoyed your criticism, self-loathing, and all your doubt. I hound you up above myself, tried to ride it out, got lost in your rendition of reality. All my offering rendered boring, hyperbole. No, wonderfully uh, done. Uh, it is quite a uh, punch in the face kind of song. Musically as well as lyrically, is one of the uh, rockier tracks mm. on the, uh, the 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 album. Along with the uh, o- opening track, "Never Been Wrong," uh, and I think because I was a fan of Belly and the Breeders, this appeals to my kind of indie girl music stylings. And the songs are pretty good. Yeah, they're they're got catchy choruses, rattle along. Like I said, ten tracks, half an hour. I've listened to it several times. In fact, listened to it a couple of times, couple of times today because it was so short. It's like, oh, I can, I can get another listen in. Mm. Um, and actually, it was a pleasure to listen to it again. So also, it wasn't me going, oh, I can't listen to it again. It was like, oh, I can listen to it again. And actually, I quite enjoyed it, so don't mind listening to it again. Possibly giving it away. Possibly might be my album of the podcast. Ooh. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, which begs the question, which one is? Uh, <laughs> really, it does. Um, yeah, it's short, and, it is. and in that respect, and 
it, it's enjoyable. It's pu- no, that sounded terrible, didn't it? No, that sounded terrible. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a punch. It's a punch in the face. It is a punchy, vibrant, uh, rocky record. Um, that yeah, I I I I completely see why you like it. I think I need some more listens. I've listened to this about four times as well because mm. it's so short. Um, the the sort of the the the, the terse. Uh, nature of some of the lyrics actually I, I, I haven't this passed me by a little bit if I'm honest um, so maybe I haven't quite properly been tuning into the lyrics because it's quite loud and punchy yeah. and you know musically quite enjoyable um, so I think I've missed missed something here um, uh, so so I'm going to give this one another go for, for me though uh, again I, I couldn't tell you much about this record after I'd listened to it four times yeah um, other than it was loud I mean, maybe that's what you want. I don't know. Well, compared to most of the other records, <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was. maybe it woke me up. You know what? What? Oh. <laughs> um, so, so I think I think it deserves more listens. Um, but as you as you put it, if you like loud, punchy, uh, girl-driven rock, then yeah, yeah. Moving on to rap. Yes. And Tyler the Creator, Flower Boy, mm. uh, an artist that I have to confess I was not familiar um, with before we decided to review this record. This again yeah. this is his fourth album as well, so he's yeah. been around for a few years. Uh, is this an oversight from us or not? Um It's tricky uh, because a lot of the a lot of the rap that we've um reviewed we've, got a lot of British stuff, we've done a lot of British stuff. So in in some ways it was quite refreshing to catch up on what contemporary rap over side of pond is is, yeah. is doing. Um so, in in that respect, yeah, um, it, it was it was a change, um, but actually, I've really got into our <laughs> our grime <laughs> of late. Um, so to sort of take a step back and get something into a bit more traditional hip hop um, took some adjustment for me, just for me. Um, that said, there was a lot happening in the production of this album, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Um, a lot of the moods that were created, a lot of the, the, the production of the samples, um, uh, very one notable sample, I'm, I'm sure you, you'll mention. Um, and 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 I actually found I found I found I found that that the tune wise, yeah. uh, really enjoyed, really enjoyed this. And actually, um, I'll come to that come to the rap in a moment. Actually, the the final track, enjoy right now today. Real the album closes on a real ambient track instrumental which is just yes really 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 nice it's really good and there are it's quite funny because there are several kind of ambient type moments on the record yeah which is quite odd because it is yeah it's very so so it's bookended i mean i mean um where this flower blooms at the beginning with with frank ocean there's there's a beautiful ambient track in there as well which I, i really like um now, a sample I was going to mention, of course, is uh, "Grooves in the Heart," yeah. which um, is features heavily on the track. I ain't got time, um, and and I see that this is the uh, first album of the podcast featuring uh, ASAP Rocky. Yes, <laughs> thankfully, he's only on one track on this album. Yes, he gets more later. Yeah. Um, so, a- again, interesting collaborations. I didn't think much of the collaborations, if I'm honest. There are a lot of people yeah. chucked on the record. I pre- said. Yeah, I, I, I preferred, I preferred it when perhaps um, you know there wasn't so many. But 
but all, all in all, um, and I've only given this a couple of lessons, but I have I have actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't mind this record. It was quite, in, quite interesting, um, and lyrically, it's quite an interesting record. Again, it definitely has uh, a lot of relationship stuff going go, go, going going on. Um, you know, it addresses potential. You know, coming out, admitting you're kind of gay issue, gay issue, who's God and Shed, which features Estelle. Mm. Lyrics of that are very much along those lines, or can certainly be interpreted along those lines. Um, I think that and Boredom, which follows it, and then I Ain't Got Time for Enough, are three of the tracks that work best on the record. Yeah, yeah, agree. And Strongest in the middle. Yeah. Uh, although the opening track I also like as well, which actually uh, Forward, it's called, which features a really nice uh, sample by the oh, band yes. Can. Yes. Um, and actually, their bassist uh, Holger Chokai died uh, just a few oh, days ago. Right, a few right. days ago, so oh. nice tie-in for yeah. on the death front. <laughs> but uh, it was nice to hear a bit of a you know yeah German music. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was um, pleasantly surprised by this record. It's not yeah. again, it's not one that's going to set the world alight uh, for me at least. But any Stretch the means. Stretch the means. Stretch of the means. Yeah. Yeah. I am talking gibberish. Stretch the imagination. That's the one. Means yeah. to an end. Yeah. Those as well. <laughs> we need to go out and have a drink, frankly. What is this we've got yet? Uh, Toucan. Nice. Yeah. Soon to be renamed to avoid, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, <laughs> I think we might just move on. Visual gang. And, right, uh, okay. Move on to a long <laughs> album uh-huh. from Lana Del Rey. How long is this album? Uh, too long is, right. the answer, is the short answer <laughs> to that. This is the fifth album from Lana. And, uh, See, I never know is, how to count her albums as yeah. well because there's that whole... Yeah, I think it's the fifth one. Is it as, fifth one? Fifth one as, her, as Lana Del Rey. Oh, right, right, okay. Counting the other ones. Oh, yeah, sure. Wasn't, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the happy album we were talking yes, about. Yes, it's the happy album. The, happy the album. big smiling Lana on the front cover. Yeah. That's good. It's, 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 <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you like Lana Del Rey and you've, and you've bought the previous previous albums, I think most of what's on here is going to tick your boxes. It starts off, and again, it's a really strong start, actually, I think the first mm. four or five tracks particularly. Yep. Um, until we get ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Um, on tracks six and seven. Um, and it's all those kind of things that we love about Landell Rays. It's kind of lush, atmospheric kind of production, mm. kind of dreamy kind of yeah. um, instrumentation and her distinctive voice coming in. And it's all going great, it's going great. And then it just starts getting a bit dull. And then it starts getting a bit long. And then it starts just going on and on and on <laughs> and despite the fact there are some good songs towards the end yes. by, the time, by the time I got there on the three listens I did to that album I really didn't care I just <laughs> wanted the album to end and the biggest disappointment actually is Beautiful People and Beautiful Problems which is uh, mm. Stevie Nicks yeah. um, which I thought was you know not as good as I hoped it would be no. for, for a track it's actually not one of the stronger tracks on the album which is a shame I was, I was the also, combination of voices is good I was similarly disappointed with uh, a track entitled Tomorrow It Never Came featuring the son of John Lennon <laughs> indeed yes <laughs> um, so yeah um, it's 
I think there's a a decent 40 minute album here for this album's about an hour I think and that's yeah. I just yes it, it needs it needs uh, yeah it is lo- it's a long album but actually curiously um I didn't really the length for me wasn't particularly an issue the, the issue comes yes towards the end you get to track 11 12 and you think and the, the, the collaborations don't quite hit the mark and I'll be honest with you after that I then sort of start to yeah the, the, the impact isn't as strong um but actually I, f- I found that there's enough in here if you like Lana Del Rey and I suspect I like her more than than you do I, I may be wrong um it does enough to keep keep you going but it isn't that different perhaps to her previous albums except perhaps there's a little bit more of a I can't even say lighter tone, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, is it? Um, no, not particularly. Not particularly, no. Uh, but, you know, the, the, perhaps some of the um, perhaps some of the collaborations are a little bit more playful. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Right? Yeah, there you go. Managed to get it in there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I said, for me... So, a bit, bit, bit of a flat, flat experience. Yeah. So my, my album the podcast is probably works the hatch out of the, the stone close, yeah. closely followed by um, pine I guess. So I have clearly missed the point with that one. Um, so I shall go back, slap myself on the wrist, and try it again. Um, for me, in that case, uh, for me, I'm, I'm torn. I, I almost want to give it to Tyler the Creator, just because there was more in there that, that I found interesting. Um, but in terms of a complete album, um, I have to say, Arcade Fire starting to win through on repeated listens. So, okay. so bit bit torn with this podcast. Bit torn with the list overall. Overall, really. Yes. Yes. Well, that on that much, I think we're in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Slow summer for music. What can we say? Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Some killer albums next. Yeah, podcast. please, because um, that that end of the year show is looking a bit sparse. It is. Yeah. Yes. Top fives. Right? Top fives Top this 20s. year. <laughs> I must struggle with that at the moment. <laughs> We've got a new Susan Sunfour album coming coming up next podcast. Excellent. So that's a shoe in. Yeah. If that's <laughs> if that's disappointment, there's going to be two very sad middle aged men here. <laughs> See you then.